A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. Hello. Desi, Uh can you believe how many corn fans we have that listen to this podcast? I can't. I mean, yeah, we've got so many emails or messages of people letting us know that they actually like corn. So, well, I stand corrected. You you should. (laughs) You should. Look, I couldn't name a corn song if it was played for me. Mm. I mean, maybe I could. Maybe. But I wouldn't know until someone's like, "That's corn." I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that." You probably, you, you probably would know something. Okay. Um, we were talking about corn a little bit on the uh, Ashley Simpson recap on our Patreon. Trust Na- me, naturally. It, trust me, it makes sense. It makes sense. It'll make sense when you listen to it. Those things. Uh, that came- that episode went off the rails several times, <laughs> where I was literally. I was like, wait, where are we still recording? Because I didn't even know what we were doing anymore. It had been so long since we touched on Ashley. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a um, pop culture K-hole. Yeah, for sure. But because we have so many millennial listeners, and then apparently Gen Z is like, Gen, Gen Z is reviving new metal. That's what I've heard. Oh, like I think they're, yeah. um, they think it's cool now. That's their like seventies rock. Yeah, which is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's funny. I like hearing old music. Like that's very of a time. It is at very, any time that if it if it is like very sort of of that time, I like hearing it. The, no matter what. The funny thing about new metal though is it was such a short time it was such a brief period in pop culture and as soon as it went out everyone was like ugh that was embarrassing it flamed out fast it was sort of like post not clarity but with new metal absolutely like because all of a sudden the strokes came in and revived rock and roll and it was yeah the new the next music that came after new metal was an absolute rebuffing of all that came the past few years. Like it was like, fuck this. We're going back to basics. Yeah. So it was like an insult. It was like the New York city garage rock scene. Yeah. It's like, we're like the New York dolls and like funk, you know, gritty garage rock and like hot guys. Yeah. Didn't have, um, eyebrow piercings. Shaggy, shaggy hair. Everyone's taking their eyebrow piercings out and they're like, ugh, what, what am I going to do about this tribal tattoo around my bicep now? That's forever. There was a lot of style mistakes related to new metal. (laughs) Yeah. Cause new metal really, if you think about it, it's peak was like, or the years it was like, it spanned from like a 98 to 2000. Yeah. And then the, the Strokes album came out in 2001. It was like, ugh, what were we thinking? No, it's like we like the Strokes, the Vines. We, yeah. don't, we don't want the hive. The, the, <laughs> we want some the in front of our name. The What was the, <laughs> obviously the um, the White Stripes? Yeah. They came out that era too. Yeah. No, it was that was the new thing. And the old stuff was for losers. <laughs> Not my opinion, just the way it was. But what an impact. What yeah. an impact new metal had. So now it's having its comeback. I think Gen Z also is kind of with the new metal style too a bit because they love baggy pants mm. and like um, certain new metal aesthetics I see has been like revived yeah. on Gen Z. Wow. I think it's funny. It is funny. It's funny to see what they want back. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like how when I was in high school, I wore a members only jacket and I just know some like older Gen Xer was like, those weren't cool. Yeah. When, when I was a teen, like those weren't actually cool. Right. But I thought it was cool because I'm like, oh, this is ironic. Yeah. You got to put that irony on it, babe. Ugh, that was- <laughs> 
<laughs> Irony was so big. Um, anyway, let's talk about our news stories. We have quite a few oh. plane stories. Oh. What is going on in the skies? I don't know, but get me away from there. The I'm not scared so to friendly fly. Skies. Yeah. I'm really scared to fly now, and I don't know if this is just like, oh, we're just... We used to be scared of plane crashes. Now we're scared of passengers, <laughs> too. No, I'm talking about planes breaking apart. Oh, there's more bl- breaking apart planes? Yes, Desi. Oh, that's no. That's why I'm afraid to fly. Well, that's a new thing. Boeing is like needs to get its shit together. <clears throat> what are they doing? That's all they fucking do is make planes. You, have, <laughs> you think you'd be good at you it. You have one job, and it's to make an airplane, and you can't even do that? Why, and also, why is this... I've never heard of this. It's like a new thing, right? Like, I don't remember planes breaking apart. Ever. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering. Is this a, new, is this a genuinely new phenomenon, or is this just something everyone's reporting on every incident now? Because it's like... Maybe. In the news. But I don't know. <clears throat> I would believe, like... This is just um, like CEOs are so greedy now that they're just doing the bare minimum. There's also because of social media and cameras, I think they can't get away with it as much probably because people now are like filming things and like look at these bolts are coming out and with pictures and putting it online. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think they just do get blown up a bit more, but, uh, but CEOs are also cheap. But this story is horrific. This is from the New York Times. Delta Airlines Boeing 757 lost nose wheel before takeoff. So that little, those wheels that are on the nose of the plane. Yeah. uh, Those came off. Thankfully, it was before takeoff. It says a Boeing 757 plane operated by Delta Airlines lost a nose wheel as it prepared to take off from Atlanta's main airport on Saturday. According to the FAA, it was the latest troubling episode involving one of the manufacturer's aircraft. Delta Airlines Flight 982 was preparing to take off from Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport for a trip to Bogota, Colombia at about 11.15 a.m. Saturday when, quote, a nose wheel came off and rolled down the hill. More than 170 passengers who were aboard had to deplane, but no one was hurt. That's horrible. Cut to a day before one mechanic going, hey, Rolo, did you (laughs) screw back on that nose wheel? He has his earbuds in blasting new metal. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Not hearing the question. He just does a thumbs up. Yeah. Because he's he's fucking, he's had it with Tyler. He doesn't want to tell, he's like, yeah, Tyler, he's he's fucking, he's he's nagging me again. It's It's like a child parent. Relationship, he's yeah. done. Rolo's yeah, yeah, done. Yeah. Rolo is mad. He wants to keep, in the words of Limp Bizkit, rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the manufacturer faces renewed scrutiny after a door plug blew off in a, a new Alaska Airlines Boeing seven thirty seven Max nine plane at sixteen thousand feet on January fifth. We reported that story. Yeah, that's a little scarier. <laughs> It's less scary that this happened on the runway. Yeah. And it's also less scary that it was like, oh, I guess that would be a problem when you're landing, that the wheel. But you could still land without the nose wheel, probably. It just would skid, like, have that. It would be really bad sound. <laughs> yeah. It would be terrifying for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I think they, they need to figure out what's going on. Boeing, Boeing needs to get their shit together. Yeah. It's like, you'd think that. As a CEO, at, at the very least, you guys you guys need to be on top of your shit for like at least a few months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then we can go back to sloppy work. <laughs> like we can't have another bad news story come out. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, No, it's bad. Um, we do have a story about a problem passenger. Ooh. This is from Newsweek. Flight turns around after drunk passenger bites plane crew. <gasps> Damn. So this wasn't the airline's fault. No. This was a plane bound for the U.S. was forced to turn around after a passenger said to be drunk allegedly bit a member of the flight crew. The assailant, a 55-year-old man, is an American national. Why am I not surprised he was one of ours? Where did where was this? This is flying out of China. Oh, okay. 
Um, wait, no, it was it? It might be Japan. It was all Nip- Nippon Airways. Oh, okay, but this is it was originally reported in the South China Morning Post. Got it. A total of a hundred and fifty nine passengers were on board at the time. <gasps> They were forced to return to Haneda Airport in Tokyo. So yeah, it was a flight from Tokyo to Seattle. The man, quote, doesn't recall at all the alleged incident on the flight after taking a sleeping pill. So this might have been like an Ambien incident. Always blame Ambien. We haven't heard about <laughs> Ambien causing trouble in a while. That was like, a, those were like all kinds of Ambien stories for a while. Yeah. Um. People were doing all kinds of weird shit on that pill. This guy didn't learn. No. Um, The incident comes just 10 days after an ANA flight in Japan returned to an airport because of a crack reported in the cockpit window. This is global, Desi. Yeah. This is a problem. Not that there's an excuse, but do we know why he bit the flight crew? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like, what, what was the incident? It doesn't say. He, the guy just says he doesn't know why he did it. We need more information. So they were probably trying to be like, sit down, sir. But listen to this. Mm. A report published last year showed that analysis by the International Air Transport Association, that bad behavior on flights has increased 47% <gasps> in the year 2021 to 2022. This, is, this confirms or strengthens my hypothesis about COVID brain damage and just COVID in general. I don't even, that could be an aspect of it, but I do think it made people behave horribly so in social situations or in public. Yeah. Like they forgot how to behave like a normal person in public. I agree. It's like... I uh, think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know why we're hearing so many stories. Like people are acting horribly on these airplanes and I, I'm I'm gonna be the one who stands up to them if it happens to me. I want to see that. I'm gonna be on fucking Twitter, a video, and everyone's gonna be like, "Look at this queen." <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, you're gonna go. Excuse me. Can you sit hey. the fuck down? And everyone, everyone on the airline cheers. They clap and yeah. cheer. I mean, that's you have those little fantasies, and then our <laughs> podcast goes viral too. Finally, and I'm like, and I'm on Hollywood crime scene. You, you Check gotta, it out. You got to put that in the video. Make sure you shout the name of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, incidents involving unruly behavior occurred on around one in every 835 flights in 2021, then rose one in every 568 flights a year later. (gasps) What is considered to be unruly behavior includes noncompliance, verbal abuse, and intoxication, as well as physical abuse. I, um, first of all, I don't think there's any excuse for behaving this way. No. But no, I do think the airlines treat people like shit and they get mad and get frustrated, and it, it amps up. It starts the ball rolling sometimes. Yeah, it does um, set the ball rolling. I think I think that can absolutely be factored into what what contributes to this unruly behavior. But regardless of how shitty air travel is, you're an adult. You're an adult, and you need to uh, keep it cool and not bite the flight crew. Well, that's just out of control. I can see people getting cranky and rude when they're irritable. Like if I was hungry, maybe I'd say something not in the nicest way, but immediately I'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't eat. <laughs> Did you see this hor- speak? It's kind of adjacent, but I mean, it's more the fault of, I think it was, I, it was some rag that posted this trying to be sensational about the woman who had purchased two seats on the flight. I did see that. And they were trying to shame this woman. That was unbelievable. It was so outrageous. There, This woman had purchased two seats on an airline. She's a larger woman. And so she had purchased two seats on the flight, which is very expensive. Um, and, and what everyone says, you know, to do. Like yeah. When people are trying to be mean right. to larger people, it's like, well, why don't you buy two seats? So it's like, it's the thing they always say. So she actually did it. She actually did it. And she's minding her own business. And apparently some toddler, some, someone's toddler wanted to sit in the seat. And she said, no, these are my two seats. And so one of these rags, I think it was the New York Post. It was. 
they they like were trying to shame this woman. They even showed a picture of her in the article sitting in her seat. Well, the headline is very misleading because if you just read the headline, it says woman refuses to give up second seats for a toddler as if she's just taking two and won't give it to, but not right. saying that she actually bought both of those seats. Yes. It's like, get your fucking toddler. And the woman who had the toddler didn't buy her toddler a seat. Right. So she's actually the one who is the issue. Okay. Here's the, here's the inflammatory headline from the New York Post. I'm obese and refuse to give up my second seat on a plane for a toddler. No, it makes her look like a bitch. This is outrageous. And I think it did get a community note, though. I saw I, I, saw I hope it. it did. I saw that. I mean, this woman, she's a plus-size <clears throat> travel influencer named Jalen Cheney. And she says, airlines should create policies to make travel more comfortable and accessible for everyone. I agree, Jalen. And I don't think this woman should be shamed for... Trying to fly comfortably. It's ridiculous that they sold it the way they did. Absolutely. It's not a story. The story is the woman with the toddler being a bitch. It, exactly. That's the story. That's the story. This, this woman had the audacity to harass this woman <clears throat> because she was trying to be comfortable on a flight. No, that was crazy. Because when I saw it, it sounds one way. And then when you read the article, you're like, oh. And our final air travel story mm. comes from people. Excessively farting passenger oh. reportedly causes American Airlines flight to turn around. I need to... What is excessive? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all breathed a sigh of relief when he was removed, oh. a witness said to the gassy passenger. A witness to the gassy passenger wrote on Reddit. So this all comes from a Reddit post. But this okay. made the news. Look, people picked it up. Yeah. So Slow news week. So, <laughs> A flight was reportedly delayed after the plane ran into some unexpected flatulence. <laughs> so it's <stupid>. not turbulence. <laughs> um, an excessively gassy passenger who had to be removed. The January fourth incident was documented by a Texas-based Reddit user Lam Galatex. Whatever. Reddit names are like impossible to read, I'm going to be honest. Who wrote about the smelly situation on American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin. That's a short flight. Yeah. Why would you have to turn it around? This is getting sus. American Airlines did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. This is a... um, this is what the Redditor said. I was seated near the row where this situation occurred, <laughs> the passenger recalled in the Austin subreddit. While the airplane was still at the gate, the documentarian said that they saw and heard, quote, an audibly disgruntled and maybe hungover man. He reportedly exclaimed, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this smell? And then proceeded to loudly pass gas. Oh, so he's aggressively farting. Aggressive. It's like he's using it as a weapon. I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. I don't know what provoked that comment. And well, kind of funny to overhear, it was uncalled for, especially coming from a grown man on an airplane nonetheless, the user continued. But the transgression didn't end there. The man who was just purposefully, who just purposefully farted moments ago decides to loudly and condescendingly say, yeah, everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time. The po- <laughs> In response, a man in the next row reportedly remarked, if you don't like it, you can fly private, to which the gassy passenger replied, that's so fucking rude. Another passenger chimed in, I think we all agree you're the rude one here. Why is this dialogue so believable? <laughs> Because it's not that good. Like the the owns aren't that good. Yeah, they're very basic. They're not too clever. No. The spat continues with the flatulent (laughs) flyer responding, that's just so low class. I love that that guy said this is low class. Yeah. Before another nearby passenger said, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. He he was waiting to say something. So it sounds like the (laughs) scuffle caused this plane to turn around. Right. Not the farting. The scuffle caused the plane, which had left the gate and had been moving toward the runway for takeoff, to stop and return to the gate. So it wasn't in the air. Okay. That makes sense. At this point, the flight crew had to get involved. (laughs) We get back to the gate, and a flight attendant comes back and informs Fartman 
Fartman. That, that's, that's what it says, <laughs> that he will not be staying on this flight. He simply replies, I don't understand. And she tells him that they'll talk about it off the plane. He gets up, grabs his bag, and quietly exits the plane. We all breathed a sigh of relief when he was removed. I think most of the people were on edge about what he may say or do next. <laughs> See, but the thing he should have done that would have actually taken this to a next level is toot down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Silent with like a look of indignation on his face. That would have. Can you imagine watching that go? I would be. I would be in fucking tears too. I'd be disgusted, but in tears, laughing. No, I would have laughed so hard because it would have been genius. I would have respected him at that point. Guys are so good on farting on command. How do they do it? Do they always just have a big? excess of gas waiting they got like a storage and they take they like save it like i'm gonna bank this gas <laughs> save it for when i need it to confront someone <laughs> yeah they were able to like punctuate a sentence with a fart it's crazy Why are women are... just trained to like hold it in better and or like never let it out in Men front of people disgusting <laughs> i guess no offense um okay we have a story from New Jersey. Ooh. This is from their local Fox affiliate. A New Jersey house was vandalized with pepperoni. As an Italian, it hurts my heart. (laughs) Heather Doherty of New Jersey says she woke up Wednesday morning to find pepperoni or something like it strewn all over her property. (gasps) What is this? Doherty said to herself that morning. I am on camera, so I cannot say the words I exactly use, but what is this? So like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) The pieces of meat were placed on her doorstep and all the way to her car. From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway and four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk. So they were on her car (laughs) and on the steps. This sounds like it was like an artfully done pepperoni is this an Italian American hate crime? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Are like they after her? Doherty has lived in Manville all her life, including 16 years at her current home. She said her house has never been vandalized before, not even on Halloween. We're trying to figure out who goes around and leaves who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni in the middle of the night and cuts loaves. it up into slices. Well, they were like the pre so they the, weren't cut. They weren't sliced pepperoni. So the pepperonis were like the sausage-looking things? Yeah, and someone cut that's, them up. Well, that's so much work. Themselves. They didn't even just get slices. I would have gotten slices. We're trying to figure <laughs> out who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni in the middle of the night and cuts it up into slices and throws it on people's <clears throat> property, said Doherty. You have nothing better to do with your time? No. Doherty. No. Doherty. <laughs> Doherty called Manville police to report what happened. She's worried the grease from the meat sitting on her car could ruin the paint. Okay, now she's going too far. Well, her local body, sh- a local body shop said it is possible in cer- certain circumstances. <laughs> Pepperoni cannot damage car paint if it doesn't sit for a really long time, said Ricardo <laughs> Ludena of Gifford Auto Body in Manville. It I feel like can- we had to get the expert opinion. <laughs> It can damage if it's sitting around, especially on a hot day. Spending a lifetime in the business of pepperoni, the owner of Manville Pizza, so they got a pepperoni expert, I love this reporter. (laughs) reporter. They're really going for it. This is great journalism. I agree. This person should get a Pulitzer. It's so in-depth. So they interviewed Anthony Dianello, who is the owner of Manville Pizza, he said that the meat looks larger than the kind you'd use on a pizza. Oh. So he's like analyzing this pepperoni. What does that mean? Danello identified the meat as, as a salami in the family of pepperoni. Quote, exactly what kind, I cannot be certain, he that, said. That makes sense because pepperoni is typically sliced, whereas a salami would be in a tube, more likely. He's the one who said, as an Italian, it hurts the heart. Oh, he's the one who said that. That yeah. makes sense. The pizza, the pizza shop owner. Um, Doherty says she acknowledges the humor in the incident. She said, I mean, I even made a joke and called them the pepperoni bandits. 
Well, work on that. We're going to workshop that one. <laughs> I mean, they're not bandits. They're also, like the pepperoni vandals. At least get like a little alliteration going. The pepperoni <laughs> perpetrators. Yes, the pepperoni The pepperoni perps. perps. <laughs> it is funny. However, it's wrong, she said. I, there is some pictures of this. It's pretty um, alarming looking. I mean, these see. are like big... She's Oh, Hold God. On. Let me just rewind this so you can see this, Desi. It's a meat mystery. What is this? <laughs> like, I'm on camera, so I can't say the words that I exactly used, but what is this? Oh. says she woke up It's just chunks of salami all over her front steps. Pepperoni. From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed. Wow. I mean, these are like not expertly sliced. It's, I, I'm it's, shocked that they sliced it. Like, that's crazy to me to walk around just slicing pepperoni everywhere like that. Because <laughs> you picture them just holding it up with like a um, bread knife. Yeah. Like sawing it. Because this isn't thin sliced. <clears throat> no. This is not thin sliced. Oh, here's Ricardo, the, the body shop owner. They interviewed oh, yeah. him about the effects of pepperoni on your car. And then here's the pizzeria guy. Look at him. He looks, he, he's dressed like a pizzeria owner. He's got like a little red striped shirt. Wow, that looks good. <laughs> it's like a Sicilian-style pizza. It's so greasy. At this place. Like, in a good way. No, it looks delicious. Um, I guess that's all our news stories. Okay. We can take a break here, and we'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, what'd, Hi. You, what'd you watch this <clears throat> week? Well, I'm watching all of the same things, but I did have a podcast oh. recommendation Finally, not when we needed them, but now I do. Mm. It's really good. It's called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? 
and it's about um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. which sounds maybe not that interesting. But every year they go into it because the nominations are about to come out. Um, this is hosted by Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard. I'm telling you, I only listened to like one and a half episodes. And the one I'm listening to right now, they're telling everyone who it's like who's eligible this year. For, so these are bands from 1999. Okay. And so they'll play like the start of a song. So he put them in order from like the least likely to get into to the most. So I'm in the least likely section right now. So it's people like BB Mac. And like, <laughs> so the, and the guests have to guess in like the first few seconds. And it's very funny. I'm laughing out loud because some of the songs is very similar to when we go back and talk about music from that time. So it's like, you know, Drowning Pool. It's just very funny. And then I also listen to their draft picks of who they think will get the nominations. Oh. It's a really good podcast. Um, the hosts are very charming and knowledgeable. And it's one of those podcasts that didn't take me any... Um, you know how sometimes you start and it takes you a while to get used to the host? Yeah. I was right in with them from the first time I listened. Um, so I highly recommend it. Even if you don't care about the Rock and Roll for Hall of Fame, it's interesting if you like music. That sounds good. I'm going to check it out. Colin Crawford was on is on this episode, and he yelled out BB Mac so loud when he was guessing that I, I laughed out loud because it was it was like you no know, one wants to ever aggressively be like I know that's BB Mac. Is BB Mac the one that's like, and now you're back here, baby? <laughs> I I can't. I don't remember Miss how it goes. You want you? It was just like the beginning of the song was funny. I was like, I would never admit that I knew that was BB Mac just from a few bars. No, they were like the lowest tier of boy bands. <clears throat> it made me laugh because we've previously talked a lot about boy bands, yeah. and they've never come up. That's what Even, I'm saying. Yeah, that, uh, weren't they British? Maybe they were bigger in Brit- Britain. I don't know enough about them. I remember the name and the song was vaguely familiar in a in a way that it probably could have been a million different people. I hated that song. <laughs> I really did. I thought it was just so boring. Um, okay, yeah, back here. That is them. That came out in 2000. Oh, they had a song on the Princess Diaries soundtrack. Out. Go, I don't. I, that's the only song of theirs I know. Is and now we're back here, baby. They are British. Oh, miss you. There's something sad you. about the British boy bands. Okay, but what about Robbie Williams? I like him. He's the only one I like. What was his band? Take five. It was Take Five, and I do like that. Whatever you say, whatever <laughs> you know that song. A part of me was just like, you're cool. You're British. Why are you trying to be like an American boy band? <laughs> you know because I mean? there's so many. I I don't know. Okay. I do, yeah. There are some r- very funny British boy bands, but I do think, I do believe in the hype around like British music. Like I feel like, in terms of like like Brit British people did the like early two thousands disco dance revival so well, you know, like Jamiroquai. Oh, I'm not insulting British musicians, right? But the boy, their boy bands are like. I mean, and we're probably biased because we just don't like boy bands in general. That's like not our thing, right? Um, oh, I mean, I I do like some of the music though, but not the lower course. tiers. But what what was the one baby when the lights go out? Was that British? <laughs> I feel like they were British. I mean, sometimes I might not have known they were British. Because I might have heard the song, but not like seen them in interviews or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do a deep dive later about all the British boy bands. Yeah. I do what know- is Westlife? Oh, they had to have been British, right? I think so. Westlife. I See, this is... No, this they're is not-, not for me. No, I'm just oh. saying... I'm. Oh, they're Irish. Okay, but that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, they're Irish. They're from Dublin. I don't even know their song. But they were the same era. Yeah, totally. Westlife. I'm trying to remember the one that was Baby When the Lights Go Out. That song was okay. I don't know if they were British, though, but I feel like they were. What's that song? Look it up. You got it now. Okay, it was five. Five. So not take five. (laughs) five. It's just five. Let's see. They're British. Okay. They're British. Wait, how do you name yourself five and you're British and then there's a take five? Sorry. Yeah, because Take Five is like the OG. 
Yeah. That's like the OG. No, I'm a huge Robbie Williams fan. I love him. Me too. I'm a gigantic fan of Robbie Williams. Um, but but they also had all those like um they had like the mixed gender boy slash girl band S Club Seven. Oh my god. They were really big. Do you remember S Club Seven? I don't. I'm pretty sure they were British. They weren't Australian. Yeah, they're British. Um anyway, I I feel like that's what this podcast does. It makes you Google a lot. I love that. And I, it's really fun. I can't, I, I can't wait to go back and finish that countdown. I, I love was when a podcast it. makes me waste time on Wikipedia. Oh my God, yeah. Because those are my favorites. So no, I've Googled everything so far. I like that guy's videos, Joe. Oh, He right. makes really funny videos. He made a video a few years ago that I always think about, and it was parodying like weird M- like 90s MTV bumpers like commercials and it was just like so Gen X and so spot on I think the thing I like about it is I think she's also has a background in comedy but it's not like a try hard comedy they're it's actually more into the hall of fame than trying to be funny but then they obviously are funny right which is like really chill low-key vibe which I I liked a lot it was very easy to listen to and it's like I'm gonna go back and listen to the previous years too yeah. Because I want to hear the drafts. I want to hear what they got wrong. It's just fun. I love it. I liked it. it. It's good. I love it. Anyway, um, I am still listening. I'm just about to wrap up my audiobook, the Andy Weir audiobook. So uh, it's called Project Hail Mary. I really enjoyed it. So now I'm kind of like looking through like the Hugo Award nominees and lists and like winners from the past mm-hmm. several years because I'm kind of in like a sci-fi mode. Right. So I want to see like other... And I've been debating like whether or not I should do the Silo series or if I should just like wait. Because like, I, I don't have, know... If I have that. You have the books? Mm-hmm. Have you started them? No. I heard, they're, I heard they're really good. I mean, obviously they were good enough to get a show made. Right. Yeah, I want to read them. When's Severance coming back? Oh, Yeah. That seems like it's going to take a while. Should we briefly discuss the finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I mean, the tell-all reunion finale? I am disappointed. Why? Well, I don't like the story about the black guy. You don't like Heather? Oh, yeah. I mean... I think it was a letdown. Because we all knew it was Jen, but she didn't explain how it happened. She just said we were blackout drunk. And like... And then she kind of alluded to that had ha- that kind of thing, like she did those kinds of things before, right? I just I don't know. It was hard to meet the end of the series. Do you know what I mean with the finales? I mean the the um, what's it called reunion? It just was like it was never going to be as good as the finale. No, nothing was ever going to be as good as the finale. I think Monica didn't take any accountability. For anything she did. She could have played it way different. And I think she's a fucking weirdo for watching security footage <laughs> of Jen Shaw in her... Like, I, like it's not just Jen Shaw you're spying on. You're yeah. also spying on her kids and Coach Shaw, which is weird behavior. Um, Yeah, for sure. Like, I do think that's... And driving past her house, like, I do think she was, like, so thirsty to be on this show that it's, like, such a turnoff to me. I'll give her, like, one drive-by... You can do one drive-by of Jen Just Shaw. Just for fun. Yeah. But when you're doing it more than time, then you're a stalker. She's obsessed with Jen Shaw, and she didn't really, I don't know. But I also agree. I think Heather's explanation, and I think I'm still baffled. I also believed Monica when she was like, genuinely like the page was like mostly just about trying to expose Jen Shaw and drag Jen. I do, and that's why I think Monica failed at playing this correctly. Yes. She could have won a hundred percent, but um, I think she failed by acting like I didn't like the way she acted in the reunion. That's what I'm saying. She <clears throat> took no accountability, and she was like the victim and so combative. I think it, for me, it was like yes, not taking accountability, but just the way she interacts to me is it's like not funny. The way she's like, "Shut up, bitch." Just like the way she was constantly like, oh, shut up, bitch, you old bitch, or like whatever. She's 40 and she's acting like a 15-year-old. It just wasn't funny to me or cute. It's like, land some good insults. I don't mind that. Own someone's ass. Yeah. But when you're just telling people to shut the fuck up, it's it's old. 
Very, unless you do it one strategic, I'll give you one strategic shut the fuck up, bitch, if it's in a good place yeah. and kind of out of pocket uh, and, and someone who deserves it. Yeah. Like not just someone speaking. It's like, I, I don't like reunions where people are like, don't expect other people to speak. Yeah. It's like, no, everyone's going to speak now. Like, yeah, don't interrupt. It's annoying. But you're, you can't just, it's not a monologue. People are going to correct you or come in with their two cents. It, That's what the reunion is. It got so rowdy. Andy had to break it up. <clears throat> yeah. So I feel like she um, could have come off. I don't even know if she had to apologize or be contrite, but just say, hey, like, here's what happened. It got a little out of hand. I definitely felt bad about befriending you guys and not telling you, but I didn't know how to do it. Like you could have just said something like that. Like it went on for so long and she could have admitted like, yeah, you guys got thrown under the bus. Like you guys caught strays in the process of me dragging Jen. And I get why you're mad. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can do it in that way. And she just came in acting like she didn't do anything wrong. And I don't think she did anything wrong exposing Jen. Exposing Jen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not including like stalking her and all that kind of stuff, but like Jen should have been exposed. And it is crazy that they're more mad about Monica than they are Jen, what Jen did. And then Heather, she doesn't want any, she she didn't win me over because then she went on what would happen, what, um, watch watch what happened lives and was basically like, but that was Jen. Jen was being herself when she conned those old people. Monica was fake. (laughs) Like saying stuff like that is crazy to me. It's like, no, Jen is bad and deserved to go to prison for what she did and deserves to pay the price. Monica has, what Monica did has nothing to do with Jen being rightfully where she is. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? And you can't say to me, oh, she was real when she did that, at least. That's like No, she wasn't. That's gross though. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, when you're conning people, it's the definition of not being real. Like, <laughs> like that's not real. Also, Jen was violent. <clears throat> I mean, Heather should be embarrassed that she let this go on so long. And I think maybe that's what she's dealing with. Andy was like mad at her at the reunion. Yeah. He was like, you and I agree with him. He was like, you Seriously, like you accused the producers of this show of doing like a physical assault. Like you, you didn't accuse them, but you like alluded to that. She fucked up because she could. He was right. He was like, you, you put people's jobs and like reputations at risk, right? Because it's like that's an unsafe work environment. Sounds like if we don't know what happened. Like, because she almost made it seem like uh, someone might have come in. That's right. Yeah, and it's just like because she was yeah, so held by deflecting. On, you're putting blame somewhere else, even if you're not intentionally saying they but did. She it. even had like alluded to that. She's like, maybe someone came in my room. I wish we had fucking video of this. I know. I, I fucking pray that it pops out somewhere because. I, I, she also, it's like, just tell us what you think happened. I don't, yeah. don't, I don't buy for a second that you didn't go over in your mind for how, hours how, how it, it might have happened. happened. There's no way. Yeah. And both of you were blackout drunk. I mean, it's possible, but one person probably remembers a little more, right? Like, or, yeah, or how you think it could have happened. Right. Was the lampshade, like a lamp on the floor was, do you know what I mean? Like, did you wake up on the floor? Do you know what I mean? Like you would be able to kind of put it together, I think. Lampshade. I mean, the lamp, like she hit the lamp and it fell off on the, like, were there any clues that there was a struggle or an altercation? Right. I'm talking about like if she hit her head when Jen pushed her and a lamp fell over. Right. Like there would be some evidence that some kind of thing happened. Like a struggle. Yeah. Or some kind of push or whatever. And she kind of said like, oh, this kind of stuff had happened with Jen before. Well, what kind of stuff? Like, has what Jen kind of hit stuff? you before or has she threatened to hit you before? What I do think you Jen mean? has gotten physical with her. I mean, even I if it's just it. a shove. I believe it because we saw during her seasons her throwing, smashing glasses and throwing drinks at people. Oh, she's like a, she's like, has out of control anger issues. Yeah. So in that state, people can do anything. Yeah. You don't know. Even if it's not intentional, but shoving someone makes them fall and hurt themselves. Yeah. You did that. Right. Um, even if you didn't mean to make them fall. Like, uh, so I feel like she, she, if Jenna's done that before, she can say, look, here's what's happened in the past. So maybe it was something like that. 
Right. I mean, you could put it together, and we know she's put it together in her mind. Of course she has. Any of us would have done that. She's still protecting Jen in some way, or protect. I don't know what she's protecting. She thinks she's being a good friend. It's weird how she frames that. Like, I'm being a good friend, unlike Monica. It's like... You're protecting a felon like who conned people. Yeah. I think you're allowed to be like not a good friend anymore. Yeah. Like she was never a good friend to any of you bitches. Also, the fact that she is still working with Tanisha. That's funny. Like, how does that- she explain that? <laughs> right. How does she explain that? Right. Because I would be like, I can't work with you anymore. Even if I love you and you did my hair great, I can't really trust you. Because that Tanisha was actually the person who betrayed her more than they were, Monica. They had a relationship. They had already. a relationship. That's her hairdresser. That's like, so to me, it's weird. I think they just didn't want Monica on the show anymore. So they, even though they were upset, I think they beefed it up a bit to get her kicked off or to like antagonize her because yeah. they wanted her gone. And she is gone. She's not coming back. That's at least what we've heard. Yeah. I mean, didn't Andy say she was on pause? But I, I don't think she's coming back. We got the news, like, we got the news around the same time the final episode of the reunion premiered. That right. it was like, and they filmed the reunion before that, obviously. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I just, they really beefed up that um, Black Eye story, saving it to the Like end. that we were going to get a detailed play-by-play of what happened that yeah. night. Because that's all we wanted to know because us, the audience... Even before Heather confirmed it, we all knew Genshaw did it. Because who? Yeah. How else would that have happened? And who else would have done that? And who? Why else would Heather lie? Because right. remember, she was not saying I was blackout drunk and don't remember. She was being shady. She was like, maybe, maybe not. Like yeah. she was doing things like that. Like so, it's like she gave us all the sense she actually did know what happened even back then. Yeah. Which which made everyone believe that it was Jen, because why else would she do that? If she fucking fell and hit her head on the fucking lawn chair, she would have told us immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But why not? It's like, you're such an idiot, because I would have just lied. If I was going to lie, I would have lied from the get-go and, and told, gave a reason for what happened. Like I would have said I fell off the bed. I was drunk, and then I hit my eye on the fucking nightstand, and not made such a, not hemmed and hawed and made such a yeah. big deal because that led so many. The fact that she made it so mysterious made it. Like, she could have just lied from the get go. It's crazy that she didn't. Like if you're going to go down that route, right? Like yeah, <laughs> it's so because then that's like well now we really think Jen did it, right? So it's like either say you're blackout drunk or come up with a lie. Like, yeah, that's believable, which would have been very easy because it's like they were all drunk. So I don't know. It's just weird. I'm just so on the fence with Heather. Like sometimes I'll like her a lot. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, like, <laughs> yeah, what's her deal? I can't quite, I can't quite make it out. And I'm also kind of like, what's next season going to be? Yeah, we're all kind of like, what's next season going to be? But I did see a tweet that I liked that was like, we all thought... Season four was going to be a dud because Jen Shaw wasn't going to be on the season. But look what happened. They turned out the best. But what are, how are they well, going to top? This is not going to get topped. So that's, we have to all go into it with that assumption, right? Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean it can't be a good season. Right. But this would be very difficult to top because you'd have to intentionally be trying to, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe Monica will pop up mid-season and everyone will be like, (gasps) you know. (laughs) I kind of hope she does. I mean, she's a friend of Mary's, like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Monica's going to be fine. Really? I've been wondering, like, where does she go from here? Who's going to hire her? What's she going to do? I think she'll write a book. Okay. I think she'll write a book. I think she'll do some other reality show stuff like The Traitors Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um. I don't know. I'm not saying it's gonna. She's gonna be a famous millionaire, right? But I think she'll get some stuff out of this. Yeah, and she'll get. You know, she's got a huge following now, so she can do her like Etsy baby swaddle business. By the way, I keep always seeing people bitch about these swaddle blankets, like she's just cutting fabric. But those are a thing people buy thin <laughs> swaddling blankets that yeah. aren't really sell. You don't sew them. Yeah. I mean, it is a thing, but people are, she doesn't even, it's like, that's a thing though. I mean, I'm not saying I'd buy it from Monica, but it is a thing. 
Well, now she has like people who like her business. Like she's probably has a lot more orders now because of her status. Today she posted all these. Um, Do you follow her on? Of Instagram? course, of course. Oh my god, what she post? <laughs> she posted all these um, stories of her donating those swaddling ba- blankets to different hospitals. Mm. I guess because well, people were mean to her about it. So she's like, I also donate these, so I'm very charitable. You know, <laughs> it's always good when you have to show everyone that you're a good person. God, what a mess. Um, um, I mean, I don't know if I'll follow her long, but yeah, it was in the moment. I was like, well, I'm going to see what she's doing now. Like while this is going on, I was interested in her, how she handles it. Yeah. I wish I was like her um, mentor because I feel like I could have, I could have um, navigated her through this where she came out looking better. Right. Yeah, she needed she needed like a good person on her team to fig to figure this out. I don't know. I don't know if it was salvageable because it is such weirdo behavior. I what think she it's did. um. I think it was maybe salvageable to a point. Like you can't excuse certain things, obviously, like the the camera stuff. But let's say you took that out. I think a villain is salvageable, but they have to be um, likable in some way. And she was just going on all cylinders yeah. to be the villain. And I feel like the villain doesn't know they're the villain. She, Do you know what I mean? Like they think they're good. She had Jen Shaw energy, which is like the funny thing because she was so reactive, just like Jen was reactive. Like yes. Monica would just fly. Like she had no chill. Yes. That's what I don't, I think I just don't really like reactive personalities because Jen would always like trigger me when she would do me that too. stuff. Me too. And it's probably like from our histories dealing with people like Who are that. Reactive. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that at all. So even with Monica, it's like, ugh. Like, no, stop. she, she, there was something about like that reactiveness was something that just turned me off and about her from day one, even though she was like, People really liked her, and I really loved her on the show. I thought like she was a great addition, but just personality right. wise, I was like triggered by that. No, for I don't sure. like when people go off. It's yeah. like calm down. Like let's see if this is a misunderstanding, right? Before you're all like, "You ugly dumb bitch!" <laughs> like they just go off in ways where it's like, "Well, now we can't take that back." Yeah, like a one of the funniest, the funniest uh, reactive things that is amusing and doesn't trigger me was when Lisa got caught on a hot mic. Going off on Meredith like a few seasons ago. Do well, you remember yeah, that? but she was just like really angry in that moment. And she wasn't doing it publicly, but that no. was funny because that's enjoyable to me because she thought she was alone and we all do crazy things when we're alone yeah, in our that, heads or whatever. That was a great moment. So that's like how I can enjoy a reactive response. Yes. Private when it, it's supposed to be private. <laughs> Yeah, she had taken a pause and then went on a rant in like her closet or whatever. Yeah, that I liked seeing. That was um, funny because she can keep it together in the in the moment, and that's why we love Lisa in a way. Yeah, she's funny. Um, what else is there? Anything else? Great drag race is good. New drag race episode tonight. I did finally start um, True Detective, but I fell asleep. Oh. Not because of the show. I just, you was, just I, I started it too late, and it's very dark. It's so very I, I dark. needed to start it earlier because it was kind of like, ooh, I'm sleepy now. I like seeing Jodie fuck. I did see her get railed. Oh, you saw that part? Yeah, where she gets fucked. I might have fallen asleep and woken up to seeing her get railed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, okay. That, that's a, that was a th- that was a weird thing to wake up to. She's yeah. like bent over, getting fucked. I was like, you don't often see Jodie Foster get fucked like that anymore. Yeah. Right? I no. mean, it's, it's good. I'm glad. I'm happy. She's buff. She's muscular. Oh, yeah. She looks great. Yeah. She looks good. So I was happy. I was happy for her. Yeah. She got some. She got she, some. <laughs> she got some. Um, okay. What did you eat? Um, protein? Did you have your protein today? No, I had a chocolate almond pressed juice. Wow. I, I had just grabbed it to go, to go. You know, you grab and That's go That's not enough protein. Well, I'm not saying it was my protein meal. I I was like, I'm, I haven't eaten much today. So I, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I need something. So I grabbed that to come over here so I didn't like pass out. Yeah. No, I need to eat some more food for sure. I'm not suggesting this as a meal. <laughs> <laughs> it was just all I had. Yeah. So I do need to, I need to go to the grocery store and get some like chicken breast Ugh. and like Ugh. vegetables. I want to die. Uh, and some fruit, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I'm trying to think if I did 
Now I had, I didn't have anything interesting. I'm, I mean, you're sending me a lot of pictures. I want that pineapple donut. I know. I've like been sending Desi pictures of all these foods around Los Angeles that I want to eat and Trejo's donuts. <sighs> well, it's sad we don't live close anymore. I know. They posted a picture of their pineapple fritter and it looked so good. Cause I know and I knew that would be right up your alley because you're not the biggest apple in dessert fan. And traditionally it's like an apple fritter, but this looked so good. I'm a huge fan of pineapple. It's Danny Trejo's favorite donut. It's this pineapple fritter. And it has like a cinnamon glaze, mm. which sounds so yummy to me. I, I was actually thinking because there's a store I want to go to over there. So when you sent that, I was like, well, I will might be over there soon. <laughs> Maybe I should stop by. But yeah. I need to like, you know, I don't know. Is that like a special, like a limited time? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so because it said it was on the post on Instagram. It was like, this is Danny's favorite. So maybe it's not. I don't think it's limited. Oh, so I've never seen it there when I have gone. It might be newer. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, and then there was a new restaurant I definitely want to go to in Atwater, Holy oh. Basil, that Thai restaurant. Oh, Because yeah. I've always wanted to go there, but it's downtown, which is like more difficult. But to deal now with. they have one in Atwater. Yeah, and it's a sit down. I think Ooh. the other one is just like a to go window type oh. place. I might be wrong. Um, but it's famously a to-go place. Um, so I think I know where it is based on a picture I saw. So I'm kind of excited because I love a good Thai restaurant. Yeah, of course. And they looked like they had some good shrimp. Those shrimp were, looked delicious. I know. I was like, I want like a few orders of that. Yeah. We got to get our own order. Of course. I'm not (laughs) sharing with you, Desi. That's just a few on a skewer. I need more shrimp. Um, so that, I know, the food in LA is so good. Why is it so good? We're in such a bountiful time in LA food history. I just feel like every day it's like a new place pops up. I know, we're in the golden age of restaurants here. It's, it's beautiful. so good. One thing I do want to get back into, though, is like baking complicated things. Ooh. Like getting back into my learning how to laminate dough and et cetera. yeah. Because that's a fun wintertime thing, and I can just like give it to people and not yeah, eat it all. Yeah, doing lamination during the winter is a lot easier than doing it during the summer. <clears throat> yes, yes. So I might get back into that. I'm going to re- you know, jump back into the French Baking Club, maybe, on, on our, our Discord. Discord, because I'm in the mood to like make some creations Yeah, and try some things. So I have like a lot of... I got this cute um, cookbook from Kim Joy... From the Great British Baking Show. show. And it's all um, desserts that look like cats. I love that. So it's a lot of decorating techniques. And it looks really fun. So maybe I'll make something from that too, just to have fun. Um, Yeah, I want to do some creations. I want to go to Japantown. We should do that too. That'll be fun. I want to go now. I want to go right now. (laughs) I do. I really want to go right now. Um... Yeah, I've just been like... We should go downtown and do a lot of walking. Do you know what I mean? Can we go this week? Yeah. Maybe we can go this weekend. I'm around, Desi. You know my... Wait, it is this weekend. It's Friday. It is? We don't even know. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It is Friday. Friday. Um, Yeah, I I would love to go to Japantown. Okay. This weekend... That love, sounds good. I'd love to go right now, but I'm sure you have stuff to do today. I'm just kind of apprehensive about going this late. I know. To downtown. I know. It's I one f- of those things you have to kind of plan. Yeah, because I've also I, wanted to go to the museum. Right. Just because I haven't been to a museum in a while. Yeah, we need like, some walked culture. Around. We need some culture. We need some culture. I just think we could do a downtown day. Okay. Because there's always things I want to do down there, but I'm always like, ugh. There's so many restaurants downtown too that I still haven't been to because it's downtown and I'm so like, even though I live really close to downtown. It's just a thing. It's a thing. It's such a fucking production. Because there's a lot of cute little neighborhoods with really cool shops, but they're not really connected. Yeah. So you have to kind of poke around, but then it's really hard to park usually. Yeah. So it's like, there's just some, there's some obstacles. It's the parking and the driving downtown that stresses me out. But yeah, I definitely want to go 
and we'll just pick a few neighborhoods. Remember when we went to Smorgasbord? I want to go back to that area though, because they have really good parking. So they did a good job. Yeah. They have a huge free parking lot that everyone was able to use. But I think they've put in more stores and restaurants there. Like they have the Pano, Pano Bianco, the Pizzeria Bianco, which I like both of those restaurants. The sandwiches are so good. And then they had like a really good coffee place there. And I think they have more shops there now. Did you so see, it might be fun. Did you see James got that Mark Marin sandwich? <laughs> yes, I did. We got to get that. <laughs> we got to get that. It looked really good. He sent us a picture of it. And it looked, it was like the wrap sandwich with like 12 greens in it. I feel like if James liked it, we're going to like it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I trust him. I trust him. And he's like us. He kind of likes junk food. And crap food and gourmet. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's not. He's not like a only gourmet or only crap. But he also is a food lover, and I yes. Like when I know somebody is a food lover, I will trust their opinion. Also, I always trust someone who's kind of like a meat eater who likes something vegan. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're like, it's good if it has crossover appeal. Yeah, if it has crossover appeal, you know it's good. That's just how I judge things. Dude, I'm eating so much protein right now. I'm working on my gains. I yeah, I'm eating a lot of protein too. It's gross. I'm really working on my gains. I okay. had I had protein powder in my oatmeal this morning. Really, it was like bodybuilder. You know it's serious when you're putting it in your regular food. Yeah, when you're just like sneaking protein powder <laughs> in places. But I use yeah. I do the the protein powder I use is the um. Vital Proteins Unflavored Collagen Powder. Does it change it, the texture? No, it okay. doesn't. So that's it's good. The per, like, I don't even, it's like almost too good to be true, but it's not. I know, I'm like waiting for the... the, <laughs> the but report. it does make you immensely constipated. No, <laughs> like I'm waiting for like the, the catch. No, I love, like, I wish they were a sponsor of the podcast because I consume Vital Proteins Collagen Protein Powder like every day. Yeah. Wow. So we're not even getting paid to say I'm this. not even getting paid to okay, say that. I'm going to try it. I'm it is try it. so good. And the you know chocolate what's funny? flavor. I found a bag of powder <laughs> in my pantry. <laughs> and I actually think it was vital protein that you gave me to try. Yeah. But it, it was so long ago. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I just threw it away. But yeah. now I'm like, oh, maybe it was that collagen powder. No, it's the best because you. it's the flavorless kind. It doesn't change. It's just like, it's just flavorless. Because that's the thing I like, flavorless. And I also like when it doesn't change the, like, it doesn't taste like, you know, no, there's no gelatinous ch- there's or no something. There's no chalky anything. It's not. Viscous. No, it's good. And um, the chocolate one is incredible too. Ooh, okay. I don't like the vanilla one. I tried the vanilla and surprisingly I was disappointed. Because sometimes I feel like vanilla flavor can be very fake tasting. It was like a little chalky or like it had that weird aftertaste, but the chocolate one doesn't. Okay. And it adds sweetness. I think chocolate cuts some of the whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that weird. It's like a strong flavor. No, it was really delicious. I love that protein powder. Okay. I'm I'm getting diehard. I'm only getting it next time. That's it. That's my protein powder. Because I can't do whey. Yeah. I don't mind the way, but I'd prefer something uh, less flavor. Like I'd prefer no flavor, to be honest. This is no flavor. Yeah. So you can put it in anything. It also seems like you use a smaller amount, which I like. Mm. No? I mean, I do the recommended, the or whatever, the 27 grams of it. I right. 27, which is like two scoops. Okay. It fun. seems like a lot when you're putting it in, but it's like It not. disappears. What it's, is that's so crazy? What is that? It's kind of creepy. That's why I'm saying it feels. <laughs> like how is that so much protein in a little scoop? <laughs> it feels too good to be true, but it's not. Okay, I'm gonna get some gains too. I'm working on my gains, and you got to eat a lot of protein when you're working on your gains. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Anyway, we also wanted to mention, in case you did not know that at the $10 tier, we have added an additional perk. This is in addition to our content that you get at the $10 tier. We are recapping our favorite episodes of Law & Order SVU right now. Right. So, and we will expand into the franchise. Like we'll down the road, we'll do like Criminal Intent and OG Law & Order. But right now we're focusing on SVU. And we already have one episode posted. We'll have another one up this weekend. 
And also at the $5 tier, we just wrapped season one of the Ashley Simpson show and we're going to do season two next. Yeah. And we've, I've had so much fun recapping that with you, Desi. Yeah, it's been fun. I really loved um, our most recent episode we did. I had such a joy recording it. No, that was really fun and crazy. Yeah. (laughs) We went on a a long um, sidebar, but I thought it was a productive sidebar for the good of the greater good. Look, you know, sometimes she doesn't give us enough. And luckily we're able to fill in the gaps. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) Ashley Simpson, she did not give us anything that episode. I mean, she always gives us a little something, but sometimes like... It wasn't as juicy as the previous weeks. Yeah. Luckily we're there. To fill in all the 2000s blanks. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's just if you want to hear us talk about um, 2004, tune in to the Ashley Simpson show recaps. And even sometimes we go a little before 2004. We go to 1998. We spent like 20 minutes talking about 1998. (laughs) And you know what? It was uh, some great work by us. We were laughing still after we stopped recording, talking about... Swashbuckling? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was really funny. I was like crying. I loved it. And in case you don't follow our other podcast called Bitch Slap, we did a really great episode there recently too. And that's free. Yeah. It has ads, but it's free. You can go there and people who say that they like listening to it, even though they don't watch the show. It's If you don't want to follow along and watch uh, arguably the greatest show of all time, Melrose Place, that's fine. Just think of it as like you're listening to an audio drama. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. With um, lots of impressions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's all I got. And my mom loved our Jay Jay Leno impression. I know. I was happy to get an impression uh, compliment. Yours was. I don't so, really do impressions. I'm, I'm the I'm the Henry Zabrowski of this podcast. Yeah, you've watched it enough that you know how to do them all. Oh my! God. All the characters on Melrose. Yeah, yeah. I can just do them. Joe and Billy, dude. You're, but you're Billy. <laughs> your Billy is really good though. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that's called bitch slap. One word, and that's anywhere you get your podcasts. We've been doing it for like over a year. Really? Oh my yeah, god! Well over a year. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of episodes there. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Patreon.com/slash Hollywood Crime Scene. I'll have a link in the show notes. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.